0: Okay. Uh
1: huh. So
0: uh, let's start with our intro. (laughs) (laughs) After three weeks, we totally remember it.
1: Um. Yeah, I'll give you the honors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rich Angeles podcast, where we're always
1: echando ganas.
0: And on today's episode, we're going to talk about my mom's place. My mom's place. Yeah, what it means to go home. What it means to be home. What challenges that comes with
1: wait, but before we get started, or yeah. you might have to cut the, I don't know, but like, I know our intro is like here with Chanlist Chan Laganas, but first of all, it's the reason this episode is kind of late is because it's has bit kind of hard to a chat Laganas, <laughs> <laughs> so um sorry, apologies for the late episode.
0: Any other check-ins you wanna do any other oh yeah little I housekeeping
1: mean, yeah, not housekeeping, but shout out to our sponsor on the last episode we forgot to say mm-hmm. okay shout out to my Be- sister yeah, my sister Blanca, because homegirl um let us use my niece's picture for the promotion of our last episode, so shout out to her
0: yeah, it was pretty funny. it was a picture of her daughter um. And we used it to promote our our last episode. who way back when. And uh <laughs> um so big thank you to her and a big shout out to her. She's been probably our number two supporter. Who's our number one? She's probably our number one supporter. <laughs> <laughs> so Blanca, if you're hearing this, which I'm sure you will be, uh thank you very much. You've been Yes, uh, thank you. You've been really on our asses about this. To get started on today's topic, we wanted to talk about my mom's place and figuratively what that means. So just to give a little bit of pretext, we use that terminology or we just use that phrase to say like what it's like to go back home. I think us as first generation people kind of starting off and branching out and going off to do our own things, oftentimes that that means physically like moving away from like our parents and that can come with its own challenges even just starting that process can come with its own challenges so once you're actually off and doing your own thing if you're off in college if you're off with like roommates if you're off with friends or living with another family member in a different state different city different county even just a block away uh those chan you know those changes come with like challenges to going back home or being able to like access resources from your like your parents from such a distance so for us that looks like traveling to la from richmond california and the challenges that come with that
1: i think that when we talk about my mom's place or when we say that phrase it comes with talking about mobility physically like arnie said when you uh, move out start college Or even if, you know, not college, but just moving out in general and going back home is like, oh, you're going to your mom's place. So, yeah, just I guess that phrase, a big concept being mobility in that phrase and changes.
0: Emotionally, I feel like we need to I really sometimes need to get myself ready to be sucked into a new place altogether. I think I'm very used to having all my things at at arms like length. So when I step out of the space that I have created for myself here, I tend to get pretty nervous So packing for maybe like a week's trip, maybe packing for like a weekend's trip can kind of seem a little daunting To feel like I don't have all my things with me or some things that like I would like to show or do or like just have It's also just kind of like weird to Not feel at home anymore, you know it's mm-hmm. like, I know That's why I think the term Comes like around comfort is
1: comfort wise
0: Yeah You feel like a stranger In the house That you kind of Grew up in sometimes And that can be Kind of Overwhelming Especially in my mom My mom's place You know She's a landlord So she has people Coming in and out sometimes Or new mm-hmm. people That kind of rent The spaces that she Used to have there Or she, that she does have So oftentimes Coming home Does kind of involve Like meeting new people Sometimes just like Mom, why do you have these people over? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's so weird, so I guess emotionally along with that, it's also just kind of a process. I have to kind of prepare my mom or prepare myself to try and get like information out of my mom sometimes. It's like what's going on, how is Sammy doing? I think she she
1: Sammy's Arnie's little brother, by the way,
0: yeah, <laughs> um,
1: not a tenant
0: yeah not a tenant (laughs) um it's sometimes kind of hard to get my get information out of my mom in terms of like how they're all doing like my little brother or my nephews how they're all doing like emotionally and even with my mom exactly like how she's doing it's kind of hard to get a read because she just likes to be slightly reserved or she just tries to give you the runaround but you kind of have to do some work to actually get an idea of like where she's at that can be pretty draining sometimes and I don't know. Sometimes it can be pretty exhausting trying to have like an actual conversation about those things with her just because she just tries to turn everything down or just like defuse certain conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to talk about what's going on, po- like politics wise sometimes she doesn't really get it. She just says that's not how the world works. I'm like, mm. there's a point where she still sees me as a child and I don't know how to change that. Um, and maybe I won't change that all too often or at all, but I would like, not that I'm seeking that approval or not that I'm seeking that kind of like confirmation from her, but I want to show her that I can actually be of some help in the like, you know, social, emotional, mental kind of realm as opposed to like, you know, financial. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. And lastly, I mean, like going home just kind of means like. Being with my nephews, preparing, like, things to do for them or things to do with them. I, uh, I try to check in with all my nephews. I think I have, like, what, four nephews? Three?
1: Four? I don't know. You forgot (laughs) one. They're not going to be mad at me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's say four. And then I count my little brother as, like, part of their little group as well. So we'll say five. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So kind of I'd, I'd like to check in with them and see how they're doing, not only in school, but also just like emotionally, emotionally, mentally, what they're progressing, like how they're progressing in terms of like emotional intelligence and really understanding that. I think in my household, it was kind of hard to, you know, explicitly talk about these things just because I don't think my mom or a lot of my family really made that space for that, you know, not just for men, but just in general, you know, just talking about that was kind of like. You were putting yourself in a in a state of vulnerability and that kind of left you open for like the whatever might come from that and i don't know if we were ever like made comfortable or grew comfortable in doing so so i would like to i try to make that a space for them and have them understand that like these feelings are normal processing some of these feelings are should be in a healthy manner and you know, kind of talking through what they've been, like, going through as well. That's kind of, like, it's kind of what going home kind of feels like to me. What do you think, Mary?
1: Um, I think, you know, we're talking about this. Um, we've been talking about this episode and what we wanted to have in it and what we wanted to talk about. It was a little hard for me to answer some of the que- the questions. Not necessarily because they were bad questions, just because, I don't know, I felt like, you know, there's so much that we talk about and there's so many, like, layers to our emotions and our feelings that it's hard to put it all into words and because things can be taken to so many different, like places or it can be answered so many different ways but for me the process of going home has always been um thinking about my wardrobe in terms of you know when I growing up I was always sharing clothes with my sisters and thankfully my mom had us you know not too separate in age so we could kind of all fit into the same <laughs> clothes Until we couldn't <laughs> I would say I probably am the one that doesn't fit in most to the clothes But um, growing up we always shared everything Like nothing was ever ours um, And then going to college was the first time That I found out how little clothes I have But also how little clothes I could actually just use And be with That it was fine. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, But it was also the time where things like clothes became so much more mine. Because I would be the only one wearing them. And I think going home is when I think about, oh, what am I packing that either I'm okay with not wearing or two, I'm okay with not bringing back. Because, like I said, we've been so accustomed to sharing that there were times where... Yeah, I wouldn't bring my clothes back because either it was hidden or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was I just completely forgot it. Someone wore it and I just forgot it. Or, you know, there's so much clothes back home, too, that, you know, isn't worn that it might have just been in a pile. So when I think about going home, I'm like, okay, I either do two things. I overpack or I underpack, regardless of what that looks like it's always been, what am I okay with losing? How many pairs of socks am I okay with, like, losing? And, you know, even that, if I lose it or if I, like, forget to bring it back, I have to make sure I'm willing to spend more money on, like, socks. Especially socks. You know socks. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you have pairs, you just take the pairs. At least that's how it works in my family. We (laughs) just take whoever made a pair, like, that's it, we got Socks are just, like, a currency down there. (laughs) (laughs) So. <laughs> I'll give you the shirt. It would give me like two pairs of socks. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what it looks like for me. It, it's really about like I don't know. I guess that's kind of very. I'm trying to think about the word. I think it's crazy to think how clothes and my relationship with clothes in terms of sharing um, and what's ownership mm-hmm. really stems from like. Really stems from how close and how poor we were growing up. For me, financially, I do tend to want to have some money saved up, or not saved up, but like be able to spend. Going back home, I think for both of us isn't too much. Like in terms of traveling expenses, like yeah, it is kind of a hole in our pocket. But when we are actually back home, my mom cooks for me, so I don't have to, like we're not constantly eating out or you know using my car i don't have to book ga- i mean i put gas in my sister's car don't tell her I don't. sometimes <laughs> i mean if you hear otherwise i don't know who she, she is a <laughs> she a
0: liar <laughs> Cynthia. She,
1: she <laughs> 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 hi kia um you know but i don't have to spend as much money and i think that goes for a lot of us like being in college like going back home is it depends for some families i guess but for I think for me It's always been like Okay I'm not gonna spend Too much money You know But now that I have Like a job And And I have money to spend I Do count on like At least When Ross Was back open Tearing (laughs) Or crying Crying emoji Um (laughs) Like I would like to save or have some money So my mom could spend so she can like Buy something or if she needs something Or she wants something which she always wants something From Ross so she can have it Financially speaking yeah that's where I'm at When I think of going back home And then emotionally I think in college it was a lot harder Emotionally going back home It was a lot of um, Like Arnie said Feeling like you're Nothing's really yours there You know, feeling like Oh, I'm just here momentarily But I think Yeah, I prepare myself thinking mm, Emotionally I Actually, yeah Emotionally I get prepared to like Follow my dad's rules Follow my mom's rules um, Asking for permission
0: Oh yeah, that's a big thing
1: Yeah, asking for permission Still being scared to ask for permission And just know that, like, I don't know, kind of also going back to my childish self, um, being relying on my parents, having fun with my sisters, goofing around. But also taking over my roles being because I feel like when I'm here, you know, I don't need to be a sister. I don't need to be a daughter. I don't need to be, you know.
0: Yeah, I think we have or I just wanted to expand on that note, I guess kind of like how we when we go back to these spaces we kind of just like become our old selves at times mm-hmm. in a lot of ways uh often like without even like realizing it yeah you know um
1: because our whole identities are were built there you know i at least i think because our identities were built there and there's so many more people to worry about physically
0: yeah, yeah that's all i wanted to say that change just happens and it's pretty like I don't know I don't know if that's like A thing unique to us mm-hmm. Probably not I think that happens Just like going home But I, I think it's one of yeah, those things Yeah but why
1: is that Like low key Like why is that Like is it all the like The trauma Like you know Not the trauma <laughs> But like you know Like psych psychologically Your yeah. brain is wired To like
0: Just go back to that Go
1: back to who you were In these spaces With these people Yeah Or with the people Um
0: Well I think it's kind of like
1: scientifically what's the answer
0: <laughs> well I, I don't know I guess I'm not an expert in that either but I think it has a lot to do with just like that's kind of where we spent our formative years I think a lot of that is kind of tied in to where we are physically you know I isn't it taught that like in when you learn something and you associate like a smell or, a taste oh yeah, or like the senses true. you know I think physically there as well I think you know Tying that to learning and becoming who you are physically in that space kind of brings you back once you step back, back into that space, you know. Yeah. But I think a good a good part of that could be trauma as well. <laughs> not to <laughs> not to you know downplay that. Downplay that. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and it's a it's a little shocking because I remember going back to college, being ready to like you know become my own person, do all these things. And I think I did for, like, that first semester that I was there. I think I learned a lot. I think I learned, I experienced a lot with just being with my roommates. And my first semester, I think it was, like, what, spring 2014. And coming back, I'm I'm like, oh, shit, like, I'm an adult and all that stuff. But I just went right back to being, like, like, right out of high school or feeling like that, at least. Yeah. And just doing, like, dumb shit, you know? Yeah. So... Next, we want to kind of touch on, like, what's changed about going home throughout the years. You know, I think what we kind of stated there initially was kind of what we do now presently. Uh, But going home throughout the years has kind of, you know, been different.
1: So the way I understood this question or the way it resonated, Mm -hmm. resonated with me. Yeah. What has changed about going home throughout the years? It has been the dynamic. Of uh, you know I don't know Of experiences That doesn't sound right but
0: Or is it like how you can interact With your parents or families
1: Yeah how I can interact with my parents and families But also who make up home now A lot of my siblings moved out Ah la la, too But it feels like a lot Because we were a lot you know Or like two plus my sister that goes to Davis so three I don't really see her as like living there Um, going home feels like I'm going to a smaller family compared to when I was in college where all my siblings were there and I had to crash with like my older sister and her bedroom and like we'd all share rooms now it's everyone has a room by themselves and there's even a spare one so physically it's looked a lot different it does feel like i'm going to a more mature household in a way since we're older and you know we've some of us have moved out um we're just not in the same we're no longer all in the same like mentality in a way i could say
0: yeah (coughs) everyone everyone's kind of progressed and those you would call the kids are not even like the kids anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. We refer to like your little brother and sister as like the kids and we check in on them like, oh, how are the kids doing? But, I mean, the fact of the matter is that they're going to be like, you know, 18 is right around the corner for them and they're going to be going off doing whatever they want to do as well. So, naturally, that's just going to tend to change how you interact with them and what conversations and topics you're going to touch on with them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And along with that I feel like because it's such a smaller place and a quieter place, it does feel more like, oh, it's not my home home. You know? Because like Arnie said in the beginning of the podcast, how nothing there really like belongs to you. It's not your bed, it's not your towel. Like you know, it's not your comfort zone or comfort space. It does feel more like oh it's temporary I'm only there for a little bit
0: It's like being In like Casa I
1: guess kind of but
0: Also slightly familiar
1: Yeah it just feels Different you know like Like yeah just the whole comfort Thing of like Not being able to like Do certain things Or be a certain way You're not 100% like
0: Comfortable. comfortable yeah yeah i feel that
1: but i think it also has like compared to when i was in college and when i lived there and everything it has also felt emotionally like i've had higher expectations for my family i think in terms of going home now and how that has changed throughout the years part of me has felt like i've had higher expectations because of my career my role my like my quote unquote professional role as a teacher, but also like aren't like I was saying in in the beginning, being still emotionally this feeling like this childish or like you know me as a child being in this childish mindset, these conflicting identities, so it's been different in the way my siblings see me like they always tell me like, I can't see you being a teacher. Like you're so childish or like, you're like laugh at everything or like, I don't know. Like they're always <laughs> like, cause I just, I mess around so much at home um, that it's hard sometimes to keep, to remind myself too, that I, I am in this professional role and I feel like I should be more of an adult, but also this place brings me back to who I was and what I was and who I am. You know, I think the way my parents and the way my siblings see me has changed Compared to when I was in college I think they felt more Of a connection of like oh she's still Young but rather now it's like even then They're conflicted on my identity as like Why well, are you an adult are you like A child or like you know still our friend mm-hmm. Kind of thing and I don't think I ever Felt that when I was in college I don't think I ever felt That not alienation but Like those higher expectations for Myself mm-hmm. from coming From my siblings and coming from my parents because Even I think my parents see me more as Like I got my shit together and like homeboys i don't like
0: yeah <laughs> truth is nobody does nah. i've even i've even noticed that your dad has started to treat me differently how he's just like he he's always kind of
1: him suegro. no he's always calling him nuero, pero, huh? el
0: nuero consentido.
1: yeah
0: always <laughs> but even then like something like that mm. he, he just started calling yeah,
1: me yeah he even lets us sleep together huh? yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, yeah. Dude, so whenever like, we would visit, I'd have to like crash on the couch or something like that, yeah. and share the nice comfy bed with her sister. Sure. And no. now this happened like maybe last
1: time, like no, like
0: three times ago, three that, we times visited ago, ago that, that we visited. It. Yeah, My dad we was
1: were, just like, Chelly, too, you already toma la cama. Y, y ahora, Cristian se va a dormir en el.
0: Con, con la Cintia. Ok, Vinny no. se va a dormir con la Cintia.
1: Uh-huh, ok, no, Cristian, que se venga a dormir en la sala. Yeah. Y hay que les dejen en el cuarto. And I'm
0: like, I
1: like at I'm like, What the hell? Yeah, I was like, What the hell? And I was like, No, pa, está bien. Like, the first time he offered us, I told Arnie, like, No, you're still sleeping on the couch. Like, I'm not going to sleep with you. And then the second okay. time he said right. it again, and then we ended up taking it because we're like, okay. Mario. Like I think for them, they kind of feel like.
0: Yeah, I sufrido, hello.
1: <laughs> Yeah, th- I think I think they just feel like, you no, know, you guys are like together, together, you know, like I don't know.
0: He, he has grown now, so. Yeah, or maybe
1: they just see more commitment, or like they're like, oh, like. This whole idea of them and marriage and stuff that they're like, while well, they they try to convince themselves that we're married or something yeah
0: or like they're kind of skewing their definitions Mm -hmm. to kind of like give us the pass in a lot of ways you know like sometimes i mean along with like those kind of like responses
1: don't tell my (laughs)
0: tia's um it just seems like yeah he just sees us as like okay you guys are um, grown adults and you guys are like a unit and you guys are like have your things together you guys are your own people with my mom it's always just been i'm a niño and she like baby talks me and i go over and i'm just like "Mm."
1: so that hasn't changed
0: i mean not as much as like it's changed with like your parents Mm -hmm. obviously i talked to my mom about some of the stuff that's like gone on with friends and some of the struggles that i you know that keep me up at night And it's always I don't It's always just Oh that sucks Oh, You know it feels like small talk sometimes mm, like, As opposed to feeling like Here mom I'm like I'm looking for guidance I'm looking for yeah, Some sort of you know What's the word I'm looking for some sort of Any semblance of understanding or empathy Or just give me something You know mm-hmm. Um And likewise, I would like her to kind of talk to me about some of her struggles, because I feel like I've learned to navigate some of these spaces better. I think that's like the biggest thing that I've taken on with her is like kind of taking on the responsibilities or what looking at what's best for my little brother in terms of his education. Obviously, like at the end of the day, she has the the last say, but I think I've kind of proven myself to have a little more influence in where I can kind of give her like the right kind of lead her in the right directions as to what's best for my little brother. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest drastic change or the biggest um, kind of sudden shift in going home was when I didn't have a room in the house to call mine anymore. Very similar to what Miriam was saying. Um, and that came much more abruptly than I would have I thought it would. So going home at times meant figuring out where I was going to stay. And I think, A big part of that was like staying with Miriam um, because her family was very like helpful in those times.
1: What? In those times?
0: (laughs) Still today, obviously, but I was just uh, speaking in those, referring to those times um, in particular here. So because of those reasons, I think sometimes going home just kind of felt like a big process, like, okay, did I wanna go home? Did I wanna visit? that means kind of addressing or kind of not addressing some of the things that were that caused me to not be able to really talk to my mom as much as I would want to and me deciding for myself I had to decide for myself where I could kind of draw the line or where I could what am I willing to kind of look past if I wanted to go and interact with my nephews and my little my little brother so I'm going to steal one of Miriam's points and just say like yeah, I think the roles that you kind of have to play um I what well, you know that hasn't really changed for my dynamic with my mom but for my nephews mm. and especially with my little brother. I think much more recently I had a I had a situation where I had to reprimand my little brother. And oh, I I'd, yeah. I'd never been there. Oh. I'd never, you know, had I've never been put had in that situation. That yeah where I had to reprimand someone for doing something like that. Um, and I needed t- it needed to be addressed, and I, th- I think I'm glad that I did, but doing so was such a... D- it was all new territory for me, um, so it was pretty... It was strange, but it did make me realize that I am an adult figure in these spaces with my mm-hmm. nephews and my little brother, whether or not my mom sees that is something else, whether or not my sister sees that is another thing as well. But to the kids, I think I am a figure of like, you know, uh, yeah, an adult figure, duh. But I'm also, I have to kind of hold myself to a certain standard in a lot of ways. And I think, I don't think I really knew or I didn't really grasp that holistically until i had to really talk to my 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 little brother about that does that make sense
1: yeah i also i think when you bring up that point we both come to an understanding that sometimes their parents don't see of how much teens and um you know young adults don't need much like adult approval and i think when we go back we kind of know that so we also tend to want to be there for them for that same reason of like we know how much how important it is for developing kids to feel like they can count on someone and look up to someone
0: so next question we have on our list is uh however new experiences alienated us from our families do you want to define alienated or how did you how did you take that exactly
1: well, I think alienated has made us feel a little bit like an outcast.
0: But yeah, basically just to say that we feel like maybe it has kind of put a barrier between us and our like who who we grew up with or our families. And
1: miscommunication.
0: yeah. communication. Yeah. It can can actually yeah, it could be a big cause for miscommunication in a lot of ways. So yeah, so personally, I think our experiences in quote-unquote professional settings really removes us at times. I think it can make us seem like we're ungrateful for what our parents were able to do for us or can even make us kind of seem like we're snobby or for believing certain things or just like make us kind of look nose up in the air, snobby, uppity. I think our reluctance to have kids really gets to our families in a lot of ways and this can be a topic for another time but i really think that they're shook at the thought that we want to live our lives before having kids i think they're they're kind of pushing us in a rush to a certain extent <laughs> i think they've definitely been explicit in saying you know like when are you going to have your kids and i think that's probably the biggest thing that kind of pushes us away from our families is just like we're not really in a position or at the point where we want to have kids Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um whereas like my mom had her first kid very young my sister had their kids very young as well um and that's made for an interesting dynamic for them but i don't think it's the dynamic that i want for my for my family Mm -hmm. does that make sense
1: yeah
0: i guess just politically Mm -hmm. like i think the time away from stressing about certain things and even like the time away from stressing about school has kind of allowed us to really find ourselves like politically where we land what we believe in what we're like willing to stand for or what we're not and i just i don't know where i don't know how much time my mom and my sisters have kind of spent or have been able to spend doing that so sometimes when we come and talk about these things it can kind of like it can kind of seem like, well, what do you know? What have mm-hmm. you experienced? And I'm like, well, personally, it feels like a lot of family that I have doesn't understand to what extent they're being oppressed and in what ways they're being oppressed. Mm. I think the big thing that comes for me is just thinking of cousins and even the dynamic at like, home that I have about manliness and how being in touch with your femininity or expressions of fem- femininity are seen as like negative and coming home and I'd like to consider myself a little more in touch with like my feminine side I don't know having cousins just kind of tell me some, something about the way that I like stand or the way that I'm speaking or my mannerisms or my men gestures with my hands you know and I think I see them, and then I feel like they're the ones that don't understand like how how liberating it could be, you know, mm-hmm. to not live by those like standards or just not. You're so limited in how or you can express. Or why we yourself. have
1: those standards and how how we've like how much we've been influenced by society and societal um, norms. Yeah. For me, I feel that as first years that have experienced a lot of new things going to college meeting different people getting into the um, quote-unquote professional spaces we're exposed to a lot of new experiences that could alienate us from our families but I also think it works the other way around when you think about college you think about how much you felt alienated in some of these classes for being the only brown student or being, you know, one of the five brown kids or from
0: from South South Central yeah, from
1: South Central or like just not fitting in, you know, because we're just not used to that space we're not used to being around so many different people from different backgrounds so I think it's interesting how it can go both ways, how um We can be alienated from our families, but also we are alienated from our families because of some of these experiences, some new experiences, but we are also alienated from college and other spaces spaces because of our community um, and where we come from. While there are many experiences that I went through, that I witnessed throughout college and post, Some of the ones i would take away that i feel like have alienated me the most from my family has been one the view of marriage um, and relationships in terms of like arnie talked about not just kids but just like marriage in general i took a class sociology of the family and we broke down what exactly is marriage how how long has it been around why has it been around What are the statistics of like Single people, people that just live together Married couples It was a lot of the logistics stuff And exploring different relationships But it was also Why we even think that Marriage is important or why Has society uh, Made us believe and Made Marriage kind of give you Certain perks compared to Single people Or just like partnered people so i think because of that class my view of marriage and like the timeline and what exactly do i want in a partner and how much if i want to get married or what that would look like is something that doesn't look exactly alike like my parents view on marriage Mm -hmm. or it's it's not the same as my parents view on marriage um i think my mom she's made several comments of like oh like la boda or la boda is what has been her comment something about women look forward to their wedding day and I think she got married very young you know for me and Arnie it's been like we've talked about what we would possibly want what exactly does it mean to us why are we not so compelled to get married and I think that's where we like I said, feel a little alienated from our families or, or I feel alienated from my families because it hasn't been much of, like, oh, this holy thing. It's been more of, like, I don't know, something, like, yeah, strategically speaking, it's not something that I want to do or something that, that I feel like I need to do right now. Whereas, you know, my mom sees this as, like, well, why not? Like, it could be small or, like... But it's just, like, oh, preparedness. I want to be more prepared or I want to take my time or... It's not something that has priority right now, I guess, in short terms. It's not something that has priority right now compared to how my mom sees it. Second, I think it would be what Arnie talked about earlier, believing in the system, believing in capitalism, in politics, in the government. I think my parents sometimes, yeah, like they don't see how oppressed they are. But they also, while they may see it, they think, oh, well, like, the whole concept of putting yourself up from your bootstrap is very ingrained. But that goes back to, like, how hardworking... Some of these hardworking stereotypes are so negative. Like, even though hardworking, being hard... Someone being hardworking is seen as positive or something, when it comes to when you apply it to a specific group of people, um, like immigrants, and you begin to tell them that they're worthy because of their hard work. That's fucking, like, not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think my parents don't see that sometimes. Again, stemming, stemming, or, like, again, going back to our last podcast about time and how, A, they probably don't have time, B, their experiences have not allowed for these ideas or thoughts to come about. But for me, it has been because of, like, how we shouldn't believe in some of these systems because they're not necessarily benefiting people of color or black people, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's where my parents and I have, but it has where, t- where I, would li- I would hope that they understand or where I would want them to explore how corrupt the US is towards people of color and black people. Um and where they think of themselves as like, no, you just have to work hard, you know? And like, yeah, life isn't perfect. Nowhere's perfect. That's why you have to like keep working hard and keep going through these obstacles where they don't understand that no, you don't have to or you shouldn't. Shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to.
0: I guess just kinda to expand on that. It makes sense if you, put the, if you put yourself in their perspectives and yeah. in their shoes. In a lot of ways, it makes sense because they've kind of, like, they literally just picked themselves up, planted themselves somewhere else, and have mm-hmm. just, like, worked to get where they are. A
1: sacrifice spot.
0: Yeah. But, like, I guess that just kind of leads to a big difference in, like, what we see as, one, success, and two, progress, and three, I guess, the road to change lastly we wanted to touch on uh what is your mom what is your mom's place or quote unquote your mom's place symbolically speaking is a place that you find comfort in is it a place that you feel safe in are you changed in any way by physically being back in that space and i think we kind of touched on this earlier yeah symbolically speaking i guess my mom's place to me means being able to physically interact being there physically is such a vital way of catering to the relationship that I have there I think it's technology and how it's evolved has really allowed us to really stay connected but a big question that always comes up is when are you going to come again and I think that uh, shows how important just physically being there is just being present being able to really physically see how people have changed physically see the aging process I think that's pretty important Um, I remember the last time I went, I made it a point to tell my mom that I don't fit here anymore. And she took that in two ways. Uh, For one, I've stated that I physically just don't fit there anymore. I think I outgrew a lot of those things, uh, in a lot of ways, both like vertically and horizontally. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, it's kind of hard to fit in some of these places. I feel like the sink is a little too short for me so I have to like hunch down and that puts a big strain on my back figuratively I meant to say that I just don't fit here anymore I've talked a lot to Miriam about how LA doesn't feel like my home in a lot of ways at least that was true beforehand I think now I see that I have a lot more power in being able to remake a home there if I wanted to fly back to the nest I think I could If I wanted to reestablish myself, I think my mom would be able to find a place for me or I'd be able to like stay with her or me and Miriam would be able to like find a place there. But I told my mom this because I feel, I I just feel like an outsider in a lot of ways. I see my nephews growing up. I see them kind of becoming the people who they're going to be or just believing what they're going to believe. And I'm just like, well, you know, how about you question this? What do you think about this? it's such a weird dynamic uh having gone through everything that I've gone through and just going back to the space and you see a lot of things in just a whole like new perspective but I've also told Miriam at times that I feel like I go back to being a little boy when I was in the house again we've touched on this um I spent so many years there and memories just kind of rush back I think it's something about being physically there that just kind of I don't know. Personally, I think I just kind of zone out when I'm physically back in a room and I just think of everything that happened there, the good and the bad. And it's definitely something new. It's definitely something I didn't think I would experience firsthand. I thought it was kind of like, once I'm out, I'm done. But going back to these spaces, you you really realize how much you haven't unraveled from that.
1: I see it in a lot of the ways like Arnie sees it um overall, my mom's place is resilience, yeah, I've had some hurtful experiences back home, but it also became the place i could i be- it also became the place I began to analyze I began to critically examine, I began to just start opening up my mind to like who I wanted to be what I wanted to be who I didn't want to be and just start seeing things wrong with some situations and I think going back to my mom's place it also became the place where I found all my emotions it's the place I grew up in it holds it holds so much to my heart and it's ironic that regardless of what I went through or what happened in that place or my experiences back at my mom's place it was a place of growth emotionally and physically and that's something that I couldn't have learned anywhere else I don't know just growth
0: word of 2020 growth
1: growth yeah.
0: yeah so i think we're going to call it a night there mm. i want to thank you guys so much for listening i guess just like miriam did a little bit of checking in i wanted to check in as well and just say thanks to everyone who follows and thanks to everyone who's been listening through all the way i think it takes a lot of patience, patience. <laughs> i guess not just patience but it it takes a lot out of us to really put ourselves out here like that yeah, it's a little daunting at times but we've just seen a very omo overwhelmingly positive response. response to all of this
1: to our audience from our audience
0: yeah and i mean at the end of the day as cool as it is for us to do this i think uh you guys are a big part of that so with that we're gonna call it an episode
1: send us wait send us topics what do you want us to go over
0: oh yeah for a fact I mean, as cool as it is that uh, we keep coming up with these episodes, any questions from you guys will be greatly appreciated. Actually, we're kind of asking for them because I'm kind of running out of ideas here. (laughs) Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us at richangelist.ca, right? Follow us on Instagram, same handle, richangelus.ca, and send us any feedback, any questions, any topic ideas you might have. If you guys want to show up on an episode, we already got like two, three people, four, People lined up, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and if you guys have anything like that, send it to us at richangelis.ca at gmail.com. So we look forward to hearing from you guys. Yes. And hopefully you guys look forward to hearing us on the next episode.
1: That's going to be it for today. We'll catch you guys next time on Rich Angeles, California.
0: Where we're always echandole ganas. See you guys next time. Speaking of my mom's place.
1: Homegirl. Homegirl.